before I even got the job at this church, um, I was reading a book, and this idea of identity um, really was sticking out to me, and I couldn't figure out um, I couldn't figure out why it was sticking out to me so much. And, and a couple, it was like not even a week after this idea of identity kind of was on my mind that I. Uh, I sent in my resume for this job and the church contacted me and it looked like I might be, you know, coming here uh, to, to serve at this church. And I thought that, you know, there was probably a reason that God put this idea of identity in front of me. And as, as I, uh, as I kind of got more involved with the church and got to know people a little bit more, they talked about how this, the youth group to some degree had almost lost its identity um, in the time uh, before I got here. And so um, I was like, man, like, and I think at some point someone used the word, they lost their identity. And I was like, man, that's crazy that God put this idea of identity on my mind, on my heart before I even applied for the job that, that, he, that he had that going in my mind. And um, so I knew, I knew that I wanted to teach um, a series on identity uh, coming into this new church. Well, the problem was it was Christmas time. And so I wanted to do something kind of Christmassy and teach a, teach a Christmas type series. And then I was like, man, January 1, we're jumping right into identity. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. Um, so over the next few weeks, we're going to look at this idea of identity. And we're going to look at what, what makes up our identity, kind of what defines our identity. And, and what, uh, what we should let identify our identity. And what we shouldn't let uh, control our identity. So um, more specifically than, than just identity... And you can see my graphic didn't, sh- it's not very bright. On my computer, it was like really bright. And I was like, woo, vibrant, bright colors. And then up here, it's kind of like, eh, okay. But, uh, huh? It's creepy? Well, anyway, but you see up here, it says identity crisis. And so we're going to talk about this identity crisis that we have in our culture today. And, 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 and we're going to dive into exactly what I mean by that, but but this identity crisis we have, and specifically among teenagers in today's society, that that, that we've kind of lost. I say we. I'm not a teenager. You guys know that, but I'm speaking as if I'm one of you. Um, but but uh, that that just a lot of teenagers have lost uh, their identity, and we're going to talk about why that is. And so uh, I realize to many of you guys, this idea of identity and, and who you are is a very touchy subject, and. Um, I'm not trying to step on your feet. I'm not trying to, to strip your identity away from you or anything. But, but I, really, I really want you guys to come into tonight with, with an empty slate, an empty mind of what your identity is. Because we're going to kind of rewrite what it means to have an identity and what makes up our identity. And, and I think that maybe some of you are out here going... Well, I don't know what he's talking about, identity crisis. I know exactly who I am and everything. And, and I think that some of you may be right in saying that. I think others of you might have, might have almost convinced yourself that you know who you are. But really, you're, it's, the only reason you've done that is because you're so far lost in your identity that it's easier to cope with thinking you know your identity than to worry about what your identity is every day. So we're going to kind of dive into this. And I really want you guys to have an open mind, an open heart to what I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> so, first thing, I think we, we're going to answer four questions tonight. So, if you're taking notes, be looking for the four questions in here. And the first thing is obviously, I think, the place we need to start. And that is, what is identity? 
So before we get too far in, we must understand what identity really is. Now, the short answer is identity is who we are. Okay, like we we can understand that a basic definition of identity is who we are. However, we all know that our identity is not that simple. Who we are is a very, very complex idea. So let's look at a few ways we can form the idea of who we are. The first is probably the most obvious way that we identify ourselves, and that's our name. Okay? If anyone came up to you and said, hi, who are you? What would you say? Your name, right? That's the way we identify ourselves. That's the way that we have an identity. Now, while our first name is kind of our daily identity, like what everyone knows us by on a day-to-day basis, our last name is really kind of our family identity, right? Like it it helps people understand who we are, where we've come from, and, 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 you know, kind of who we're related to. You know, I come from from a kind of small town in Oklahoma where everyone's like related. So like if, you know, there were like four or five last names that were all branches of the same family and you knew who the last names were and how they were all related and everything. So last name is part of your identity, right? It's part of who you are and what family you belong to. Now, obviously our name alone does not make up our identity. So I want to look at what other things make up our identity. And, And I could just like start saying random things. About like, oh, our identity is made up of this, or our identity is made up of that. But, but the way I want to base this is I want to base it out of Scripture. And so I want to look at the way that people were, were addressed, or the identities that people took in Scripture. And, and most commonly, this was in a name formatter, or the way someone was referred to, right? And, and so we look in the Gospels when, we're, when we see like, Jesus is talking to this person and we see the way that the writers of the gospels address these people and they use different ways to kind of identify them. And so we're going to look at some different ways and how that kind of composes our identity. So the first thing we see is people who are called by what their parents were. Okay, so this is similar to our uh, this is similar to our last names. But it gives kind of a family identity, right? Like when Jesus was picking his disciples, we see James and John, the sons of Zebedee, right? Which is a weird name. I get it. But that's what they were referred to as because that was essentially their last name, right? They were sons of Zebedee. So it wasn't just any John. It was John who was a son of Zebedee. So they were they were addressed and they were they were referred to by their father. And so it's a similar way of identifying them by family. Second way. is they would refer to them as where they were from. Probably the most famous of these is Jesus of Nazareth. Um, He was referred to that commonly because that's where he was from. And and so it makes a lot of sense because we all understand that in our world, in our country, even sometimes in our states, uh, there are regional differences. Right. Like um, it's part of our identity. It's kind of where we where we come from. It shapes the way we talk. If you're from the south, maybe you talk with a southern drawl. Like if you're from the north, maybe you talk. I can't do other accents. I'm really bad at I shouldn't have even tried it. But you're like Boston. I don't know. Uh, But you, you guys understand what I'm talking about. You hear people from different parts of the country and they all talk differently. And so it makes sense that we would refer to people as so-and-so from where they're from, because where we're from is a major part of our identity. 
So our identity comes from what family we're from, where we're from, but it also comes from what we do. So this is more of an occupational idea in scripture, but I think it's important for us to understand that our identity comes from what we do. You would, you would uh, sometimes see, I, I don't know if he's actually referred to in this. I just happen to know what he did. But, but Jesus's father, uh, Joseph, was a carpenter. And so they would refer to him as Joseph the carpenter. And, and so it made sense because they, that was their job. Right. And so that's how they were referred to. And so it was part of their identity, because what you do on a daily basis is a defining characteristic of who you are. And so now the last one we see is we see people referred to based on what they believe. And, and I was looking for an example for this. And, and I just the more I ran into it, you know, you see people calling uh, each other brother, right? Or, or they would refer to each other's brother in Christ or, you know, I'm writing to you brother so-and-so. And, so. and it, it, was, it was a way of addressing someone by ad, ad, um, acknowledging what they believe, right? <clears throat> and now this one's a little more tricky because in, in practice, we should allow what we believe to dictate the way that we live our lives. But too often, our convictions and what we believe truly is not reflected in the way we live our life. So if you're sitting here tonight and you've surrendered your life to God, would you feel comfortable or confident if everyone in your life referred to you as Brian the Christian or insert your name here, the Christian? Like, would you feel comfortable with people referring to you based on what you believe or would there be some sort of conflict of the way you live your life? With people referring to you as such. Does your life adequately reflect what you believe? So that is the question we're going to really look at and examine over the next few weeks. Is, is does the way you live your life and what, how you identify yourself reflect what you believe? So now that we kind of have an understanding of what, an, what identity is. We're going to jump into our second question. Which is. Who determines what our identity is? <clears throat> so more specifically, then who determines who we are? We, we determine who we are is what our identity is. So more specifically than that, who determines our family, where we come from, what we do, and what we believe? So we have to, we have to figure out who determines our identity to understand where our identity comes from or what our identity truly is. Now, the first of these are pretty easy to figure out because who determines what our family is from and where we come from is our parents or whoever raised us, right? Like who, what, what family you belong to, you don't really get to choose that at, at first. Um, you, you're born into a family and then you're raised by that family and you're raised in wherever that family lives. And so who you, what family you belong to and where you come from is majorly decided by other people outside of you. And then even looking at the other two, for a good portion of your life, um, what you do and what you believe is determined by your parents or whoever raised you, right? Like, because what you do, like when you're six years old, whatever you do is whatever whoever's raising you does, right? Like, you, you don't get to just like, Pack your bag and do your own six-year-old thing. Like, you do whatever your family's doing. 
if for the most part, they also determine what you believe, right? You're raised and you're taught to, to think a certain way or to believe a certain way. And, and at some point you have to either acknowledge that or reject it. But for the most part, you're, you're told what to believe. So your identity, so whoever raises you clearly has a major influence in what your identity is. And even for a good deal of our life, um, you know, they, they influence all four areas of what your identity is. However, we reach a certain point in our life where each of us has to take over our own identity. We determine who our family is. Sure, someday most of you will get married. You get to determine who your family is. You will determine where you're from. For example, I just moved to Northwest Arkansas. My family is now from Northwest Arkansas, which I determined that. I determined that that's where I was going to be from. We determine what we do. You guys will get to pick what, what you want to do with your life. You'll get to pick what career you want to have and, and what you want to do with your life. And ultimately, you get to choose what you believe. And I would, ulti- I would actually say most importantly, you get to choose what you believe. The reality of our identity is that we get to determine all of it. So, so if we get to determine our, our own identity, it leads to our third question is, Why do we have an identity crisis? If we get to determine our own identities, why then in our culture do we have an identity crisis? It sounds so simple that we get to determine our identity. We get to decide all these aspects of who we are. And if it's that simple, why on earth do we have an epidemic of teenagers in a crisis of identity in our country? And honestly, it's very easy to understand. And I think there's really two main reasons that we have this. One is our culture doesn't understand teenagers. And that sounds really overstated, but think about it for a second. The age that you get to do adult things is different for almost every aspect of your lives. Like at for, for some of you, if you get a work permit at 14, you can start working. At 16, you can start driving. At 18, you can vote. And it goes on from there. There's other things you could do at different ages, right? So even our country can't decide at what age you are an adult or you get to do adult things. And so there's this idea that what are teenagers, right? They're, they're still kind of being influenced by their parents and allowing their parents to shape their identity. But at the same time, they're grabbing on to their own identity. And I think that this gap in between there is what leads to this identity crisis. This this time in your lives where you are separating from your parents' identity and becoming your own identity. And that gap between those is right in your teenage years. And that's why I think that we have such a teenage uh, identity crisis in our country and in our in our culture <clears throat> and i think that, that this really stems from two things one either the parents do a poor job of establishing an identity um which which leads to someone copying other identities or not fully understanding their own identity when they go into this teenage years or second um teenagers don't agree or don't like the identity that their parents created for them. And so they decide to start their identity over and it puts them essentially 10, 12, 13 years behind in creating an identity and they have no basis on what to build their new identity on. 
And, and so the pressures, so, so we, the, the pressures of, of our lives, you know, we can, we can come up with our own identity and you guys are, you guys are at an age where you're starting to get to determine your own identities. You're starting to determine where you want to go to college what you want to major in, meaning what you're going to do your whole life. Maybe you, some of you have started dating seriously and you're trying to look at who you want to make your family. I know that I'm not saying you, you guys are still a little too young to start families, but I'm just saying some of you may be in an area where you're thinking about the future. You guys are at an age where you're starting to create your own identity. And, and the problem is here, in your lives, you have pressures and temptations and curiosities around every single corner, and they're all vying for a chance to determine what your identity is for you. And so no wonder that a majority of teenagers today are confused about who they are and who they should become. Everyone is searching and everyone is looking for an identity. Luckily for us, if we're a Christian... And a follower of Christ, the Bible gives us our identity. We're going to be in Galatians 3 tonight. If you have your Bible, turn there, or you can just write it down in your notebook. Uh, but Galatians 3, we're going to be starting in verse 26. And I'll read it to you guys real quick. <clears throat> it says, You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed, clothed yourself in Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, Male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are of Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This passage to me is just amazing. In one moment of declaring, we, we talked about four aspects of identity and one of them is what you believe. And if you take this one moment of declaring what you believe to be that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of your life, God takes that one aspect of your identity and he radically changes the other three. If you look at this, he translates our entire identity. It says what family you come from. It refers to everyone as sons or it could be daughters of God. So it changes the family we belong to because we belong to God's family. Second, it changes where you're from. It says there is no Jew nor Greek. These were different places people were from or different identities of who they were. God changes that to be one place that is God's family. And then third, it changes what we do. It talks about slave or free in there is the words that it used, but it's basically saying whatever you do with your life is irrelevant because you belong to God. If you put your faith in Christ, you no longer have an identity crisis because your identity is in God. And we are all one in Christ Jesus. And if we are one in Christ Jesus, then we are all heir to the promise is what it says. And the promise it's referring to is the one made to Abraham in Genesis 12 that all people of the earth would be blessed. And if you belong to God's family, you fall under this all people of the world because you are blessed to be a part of God's family. Guys, we don't need to have an identity crisis. We need to spend our, we don't need to spend our time and energy fretting over the things of this life with one call upon God to his son Jesus to save us from our sins. We will be adopted into his family and the promise to take care of us. Now, this doesn't mean that our lives are going to be easy and without trouble, but it means that we have someone who cares for us and that will walk with us through the tough times in this life. So I told you guys at the beginning 
that what I want you to do is I wanted you to completely wipe your slate clean of what you thought your identity was. And, I, and I'm hoping that you guys did that, that you just thought about who you are and just completely wiped that clean because I want to ask you guys a question tonight. Where are you placing your identity? We just talked about how we get to determine our own identities. And, and, and genuinely, our identity stems from what we believe. And so I'm asking you tonight, where do you believe? Where do you choose to place your identity? Is your ideal identity still with your parents? Is it in your hands? Maybe you're allowing someone else that we didn't even talk about, friends, media, celebrities, whatever. Maybe you're allowing other people to determine your identity. I'm challenging you guys tonight to take a step of faith and place your identity in God's hands. To say that you believe that Jesus is God's son and that he died on the cross for your sins. And to put your faith in him alone to save you and make you a part of his family. Make your identity being a part of God's family. And to firmly establish yourself as a follower of Christ.